Come Holy Spirit. Come Lord, we give you permission to do whatever you desire to do. Pray Lord that you would make our minds, you would make our hearts and our souls a fertile soil of the gospel. That you would remove whatever impedes your word in our lives, that it may bear great fruit. Pray, Lord, that you would illuminate these scriptures and the, just the great mysteries of the Christian life to and for us. That you would convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Come follow me. These are the words that Jesus speak when He's calling someone. Right? He called the apostles, called other of His disciples to follow Him. Come and follow me. Which meant more than, hey, I'm just going to the other town. You know, I'd like you to come with me. Let's hang out. He was, he was inviting them to be his disciple, which means to, to follow his way of life, to live with Christ, and then to live their lives in imitation of him. It means to be a disciple. To be someone who is sitting at the feet of their, of their Lord, of their Master, and then seeking to live their life in imitation of him. And so there were stories, right, of people who were disciples of certain rabbis, and they would like, sneak in their homes and sleep underneath their beds. Why? So they could, they could see everything that they did. They wanted to sleep like their rabbi. They wanted to eat like their rabbi. They wanted to, to imitate their lives like him. And so when Jesus invites us, say, come follow me, this is the invitation to live our lives in imitation of Christ. St. Paul puts it, puts it beautifully. I mean, one of the, the ends of discipleship, one of the mean, you know, the, the purpose of it is he, he, he says in Galatians 2.20, it is no longer I who live. It is no longer Paul who lived. But it is Christ who lives within him. And this, and this, this, when Jesus is saying, come follow me, this is his invitation. Come and follow me so that whatever is not of God in us, right, may be purified that Christ may live more deeply in us. And it's not that we don't become, like we lose ourselves, it's actually we become our true self. <laughs> we become like who Andrew is really supposed to be as the Lord removes the sin and purifies the imperfection and the pride and the greed and the envy and you name it. This configurement to Jesus as the fundamental aspect, right? The goal of the life of discipleship. So today's gospel, Jesus tells two parables, two kind of short parables that they aren't like maybe the more traditional parables where we hear the story. It's more of a little bit of like a little proverb, but, but a parable as well. So he speaks the first one to the people who are coming to this, to this banquet, right? Hey, don't sit in the places of honor, but take the lower place. Jesus here, this is saying, come follow me. Says that to follow me is to live a life in humility. To actively seek 
to actively seek and to cooperate with God's grace in living a humble life. And the second thing, he turns to those who are throwing the banquet, right? So first he talked to the people coming to the party. Now he's talking to the folks who are throwing the party. He's like, and when you throw a party, don't invite all your friends and your family members because they can, they can pay you back. When you throw a party, invite the poor. And invite the people that, that can't pay you back. Every time I read that passage, I'm like, oh, man. I don't know if I ever had a party like that. No? I'm sure that I have. But so the second thing is Jesus, these two fundamental virtues, humility and charity, as we imitate the life of Christ as his disciples. That humility is first, that we need to recognize, right, our place, the truth, that God is God and we are not. But one of the most difficult things in our hearts is that all day long there's a little bit of a battle, or maybe a lot of a battle, right? I'm the Lord. I know what's best for me. I'm going to do what I want to do. And humility is this, this active way, this active way of, of placing ourselves lower. And then charity, right? What is charity? It is the love of God in our hearts. It is this sacrificial gift. It is agape love that I'm giving myself away to and for the other. And Jesus has this preferential option for the poor. This preferential option. St. Paul would also put it this way in living this life. He says, this is Philippians 2, 5 through 11. This is like a fundamental verse if we're Christians. This is actually, they would call it the kenosis hymn. Why is this this hymn? St. Paul would teach this. He would teach the early Christians a song because it's easier to remember things as a song, right? There's the kids, like you want them to learn something, you teach them a song. And so they would teach, this was a hymn that they would sing. You say, have in you the same mind that is in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God something to be grasped. And notice, this is in opposition to Adam and Eve. Because if you go to the garden, they're grasping at equality with God. So he says, Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he humbled himself. He took the form of a servant, coming in human likeness, coming in our likeness, but found in human appearance. And he humbled himself and he was obedient, right? Instead of the disobedience of grabbing, instead of the disobedience of saying that I am God and you are not, it's like you are the Lord Father. And he was obedient even unto death. Like this humility, this humility of Jesus, this humility of God himself of coming in. And this is because of this, God bestowed on him the name above all other names so that every knee on earth and in the heavens shall bend, shall bend, right, in honor of Jesus, proclaiming him Lord, lifting him up, exalting him. And so as we imitate Jesus, it is, our, it is within us to live this life of humility first. In a practical way. No, no, you go first. No, you be honored. And then, charity. Brothers and sisters, this, this one is huge. Because when they ask Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord 
right? Hopefully we all know it. With all our mind, all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength. To love him with everything that we have. And then to love our neighbor as ourselves. And Jesus says, these sum up all of the law and the prophets. And everything is within this. And so this life of discipleship, everything is in these two commandments and learning to live these well. And these should be, like if, if you have a mission statement for your life, just erase it if it's not this. If it's not loving the Lord with everything and loving our neighbor as ourself, right, in that great commission of making disciples, then you can just erase it, crumble it up, throw it away, and like that's the thing that needs to guide all that we do. All that we do. Because when we see the Lord face to face, last week Jesus was talking about this path of discipleship, and what did he say about it? Like, not warm and fuzzy thing. He said the path is narrow. Narrow. But yes, the life of following Christ is demanding. It takes one of this dying to self. When St. Paul says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, the line right before that says, because I've been crucified with Christ, right? That the things he has put to death within him, the things that are not of God. By practicing tangible humility, by practicing charity in this, in this way. And so when we meet the Lord face to face, Matthew 25, right? Jesus is going to ask us, what have you done? Whatever you've done for the least of my brothers and sisters, you've done to me. Have we? And this, in this parable today, like this, this inviting others to the party, this inviting, he says, practice the love that I have for you to others. That's the invitation. That's the call of, of discipleship. Like, live with my heart to and for others in a generous way. You know, the church strongly affirms the right to private property, right? And this is a good that allows us to exercise our freedom in a beautiful way. And we live in a country, blessed be God, that, that we have this freedom. Not everyone has this. And it's a beautiful thing to have this. But the church also affirms strongly that ultimately everything given to us is a gift from God. Everything is really the Lord's. And that even if we have earned it in that sense, right, that we have just cooperated with God's grace, we have just received the gift, whether it is our physical ability, our mental ability, our emotional ability, the resources that have been given, are ultimately Lord's given to us, and then we cooperate with him to, to earn any of these things in a sense. But it's more accurate to say because of this, because they are really all really the Lord's, it's more accurate to say that we are not necessarily owners of our things, but we are stewards. That God, all these, like my life is really not my own. The shoes that I'm wearing are really not mine. They're really the Lord's, and he has given me stewardship, right? Whatever money is in my bank account is really the Lord's, and he has given me stewardship over it. And, and, and that's the truth. So part of being a good steward, right, is to use the things that God has given me for building up of the kingdom of God in a particular way of serving those most in need. You read the lives of the saints, you read, you read the, the teaching of the church, the church is clear. Like when people don't have basic needs and we help them like food, water, clothing, shelter, these basic things, we are not actually giving them out of charity. We are giving them injustice what is their due? 
Right? Because they're human beings, there's certain things in justice that we are all do. So when we say, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeding the poor, I'm doing these things, it's, it's truly, in its truest sense, not necessarily an act of charity, but of justice. I am, I'm taking what the Lord has given me as a steward and someone who does not have the basic necessities. That God, is, God is calling me to love them in this way. And it's, it's not optional in the Christian life for us to do this. There's a fundamental aspect of what the Lord has called, right? And how do we do that? We use prudence and all these things, but, but it's important. And so the question that Jesus is challenging with us today in this gospel is, are we living in humility and are we living out of charity? Are we living aflame? Because, again, we go... My life, my health, my physical health, all these things of the Lord. And ultimately, salvation is gift. Like, we mentioned this last week. We, none of us are owed heaven. None of us. It is a free gift that God gives. And how does he give it? He offers his life. And so in this, when we, if, if this can sink in, like, oh, my God. Has anybody ever given you something like this amazing gift that, that they just showed up and you're like, just, you were just wow at their generosity? Multiply that times infinity. Like, we should be wowed when we wake up every morning like, Lord, I have a life naturally and supernaturally because of you. And the fact that I, I live in this home and I have these things that ultimately, Lord, this is pure gift, and thank you for allowing me to cooperate in that. And so by receiving that in, in gratitude, by being grateful, then that allows us to have God's heart to begin to move out towards others. So it doesn't seem as crazy when Jesus is like, hey, these are the people you should invite to the party. And it's actually like, no, of course. Because, because you have invited me to your party, Lord, and I was that guy. I was the guy lame on the side of the road, Lord, and you, you have picked me up and drawn me in. So there's nothing other than for me to imitate you in this way. So brothers and sisters, let us pray today. Let us pray that as we to believe more in the Lord's heart for us and to live. Pray with Philippians 5 through 11, right? No, verse two, uh, chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, that we would have the same mind of Christ, this mind of humility and this mind of charity. And in a practical way, let us practice humility. Let us practice loving and serving others. There are millions of ways, you know, God is so creative. We have the missionaries of charity there, live to serve, St. Vincent de Paul, Catholic charities. Dive in, but you don't even need that. Look around and ask the Lord, Lord, help me be creative in loving those in need. And God's going to be like, sweet, let's do this. Let's get to work. Let us rejoice in the gift that he had given. I'm going to close with this one simple witness, this one simple story. I tell it, I've told it again because living this way brings genuine joy. There was a man in the first parish I was in who had just retired. And, and his dream of retirement was I'm, he loved to fly fish. And he loved to hunt, like, 
he, he loved to go bird hunting and fly fishing. He's like, I'm going to just literally travel around the United States pretty much all year long, hunt and fish. Wherever the weather is good, wherever the fishing and hunting is good, that's where I'm going to be. That's what I'm going to do. And he started more and more to go to adoration. And the Lord started kind of ripping his heart out. And he was a good man, charitable man. And then he started to volunteer more at the, the local food bank, St. Vincent de Paul in his parish. Next thing you know, he's running the food bank, and that's kind of his new job. And he loves it. And he still goes fishing sometimes. And he still goes hunting sometimes. But his life is given away in service of the Lord and the poor he says, I've never been happier. I've never been happier because the joy of the Lord is in his heart. And he's living humility and he's living charity in imitation of Christ, in cooperation with his grace. Let us today pray as we receive the Eucharist to live those same things in our lives.